Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. It's so cool to be uh, a uh, a part of the uh, original story and... um, uh, I, won't, I won't say much more than um, thank you for uh, an opportunity to come and hang out at Victory uh, uh, one last time for a while. And, um, and man, I do love uh, the Rainbow family. Uh, love Tony and Kath and um, love Geordie and Mitch and uh, young BJ, just an incredible family. And uh, this church is uh, near and dear to my heart. And um, I, I love it every time Pastor Tony uh, shares about this idea of how this really shouldn't have worked um, right at the beginning um, in the light of you know, tiny keyboards um, on ironing boards uh, with a guy who had sketchy theology. Um, it really shouldn't have worked. Um, but it's amazing how, how things work when God's at work. And, uh, and, that, and that's what you've got to take away. Uh, that the story of victory um, is the story of God at work uh, in ordinary people uh, to bring about an extraordinary work. And uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to, uh, to, to partner with you and to, to join with you in this journey. And, and we're going to have a little bit of fun today and uh, drink a little bit of protein later. Uh, but uh, uh, I got up a little bit early this morning and I was just uh, praying, reflecting about what we were going to talk about today in the three services. And uh, I wish I could tell you that the Holy Spirit woke me up early this morning to pray. It was actually the man next door in the hotel uh, snoring. It was, it was like he was doing woodwork in, in the, like, sawing wood with an old, it wasn't even like an old saw. I'm talking about like a full jigsaw kind of ga 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 kind of going on. And, and so I'm, in, I'm up early in the morning and I'm just praying about um, not only these services, but um, just uh, our move coming up. Uh, my wife is finishing off the packing um, in Melbourne while I'm here uh, partying with the rainbows. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I've got to be real with you. This, this pack-up thing is hard. This pack-up thing is, is hard. And uh, we thought it would be relatively easy because, um, you know, we're moving to South Carolina. We've got a, a new house that we're going to get to set up. Um, and I thought that a pack down would be relatively easy uh, from the Melbourne end because my, my wife and I, well, my wife keeps a really neat house. Um, she has beautiful taste. She has a penchant for style. And, and so we like to keep things pretty minimalistic. So I thought like when we started, you know, packing stuff down, it would be like maybe a half a day, maybe a full day, you know, like really a weekend at the most, you know. Uh, but we've basically been at it for about a month. <laughs> And, uh, and it's incredible how you start off like really neat, you know what I'm saying? Like Krista had like boxes and they were kind of marked. Um, she had like bought all of this wrapping paper that she was going to like wrap all the glasses and all the plates in. Uh, she had a, a, a scale because she wanted all of the boxes to fit in three categories. Uh, heavy, moderate, or light and fragile. She did. And so she wanted the heavy ones to not be more than 15 kg, the moderate ones to between 8 and 10 kg, and the light ones, the fragile ones, to be light enough to, to basically sit on top of this storage unit that we had. 
and uh, she bought a, pa um, a plastic packing kind of roll. So it basically, it was all going to be wrapped in plastic uh, to protect from like silverfish and 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 and, uh, and moisture. And so, like, kind of in the first week, we were like doing these like really ordered boxes. By the second week, kind of maybe not as well wrapped on the inside, maybe not as well kind of plasticed on the outside. By the third week, there was a stuff being thrown in, into, the, in, into the boxes. By this last fourth week of packing, um, Tony said that he saw it on my Insta story, but uh, by the end of it, we were just literally throwing stuff off our second uh, floor balcony, just onto the driveway. We're just literally throwing like, and, and it was kind of like quite therapeutic, but we're just, the, just, just, just throwing stuff out there. And, and uh, it's amazing because um, we didn't think that we were hoarders and we didn't think that we had a lot of junk, but it's amazing how much, how much junk you pick up along the journey when you don't even mean it. And as I was thinking about that this morning, um, this Holy Spirit thought dropped into my heart. That, that, that's the case for life as well. It's amazing how in this journey, you don't think you're a hoarder, you don't think you're a junk collector, but it's amazing how in this journey, just doing life, come on, we pick up a lot of excess baggage, a lot of excess weight, come on, a lot of unneeded stuff along the way. And just as it has been a therapeutic and cleansing exercise for the Leans over the last four weeks to throw some stuff away, I can't help but sense in my spirit that this morning at the chapel service, God wants the same kind of therapeutic experience to be yours. As you maybe throw some stuff away that God doesn't want you to carry into the next season. In fact, I, I just feel that the Holy Spirit would have this word for someone here in this, in this room. It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. But before you can move into your new house, before you can, can move into that new area, before you can move into that new territory, before you can move into that new space of favor and blessing, there's some junk that you're going to have to just throw off that second floor balcony of yours and leave it behind because it's time to move. It, it, it's real, isn't it? We all pick up, you know, just a lot of you know, excess junk along the way. I think there are some people who pick up, you know, excess junk that is centered around a fence. You know, something someone said, something someone did, a way that you felt let down. That individual that you used to be really close to who broke your trust and in doing that broke your heart. And in the midst of it all, there were tears and there was yelling and there was a lot of communication and some heated conversation and and you thought that in, in all of the knock down and drag out that all of that stuff was dealt with, but actually it hasn't been. Because even though the relationship now has been broken, the offense is now still carried. And I meet so many people in this Christian journey who go through life and they show up to church every single week. They sing songs of praise. They hear teaching about Jesus and, uh, and, and they, they go through this, this experience and, and there's such a, a mark of freedom that... that um, uh, defines their exterior, but on the inside, they, they carry around that, that weight of offense. Yeah, yeah. And that offense, undealt with over a period of time, becomes a root of bitterness. Yeah. And that root of bitterness basically poisons every other kind of relationship that they have in their world eventually. And I really feel in my spirit that 
for someone to maybe make a move from where they are right now to where God would have them be, for them to make the shift from the space and the place they reside in right now into the space and place of favor and blessing that God has designed for you. Someone here in this room needs to maybe just, you know, engage in a bit of therapeutic throwing off the second floor balcony in your metaphoric home and just get rid of some of that junk, that junk of offense. I meet a lot of Christian people and people in the journey, even as, even as people who hang around church and aren't fully bought in, and, but, but, but they enjoy being around and, and it feels like they're going forward and it feels like they're growing and it feels like they're changing, but the whole time they're being held back by the junk that is shame. That mistake you made, that line you crossed, the thing that you promised that you would never do again, but you found yourself doing it again. And then somehow, somewhere along the line, the enemy convinced you that that is who you are and that's who you're always going to be. And because of that, you carry around this extra baggage, this weight of shame. And this shame, undealt with, actually changes the way that you see yourself. You've got to understand that shame and guilt are different. Guilt is actually a, a, a natural, normal part of, of every single person's conscience. If you don't feel guilty when you do something bad, there's something wrong with you. You're a sociopath. Okay, so I'm not talking about guilt. No, shame is different. Shame is not only that, that, that sense that I've done something wrong, but shame is that sense that I am something wrong. And I find so many people in this journey going through life carrying shame. Things from years ago, things from decades ago, that somewhere along the line, like I said before, the enemy has convinced them because they crossed that line, because they broke that command, because they walked down that path, because they got their hands stained in their heart and their basically soul scarred, they think that forever their record is marred. And that shame weighs them down, that shame holds them back, that shame is a pile of junk that is preventing you from actually checking out of the place that you are right now and checking into where God would have you be. I just think for someone here in this room, this morning, the Holy Spirit has set you up with an opportunity to engage in some therapeutic throwing off of some shame off that second story floor in your metaphoric house. How about, how about that weight of disappointment? Just that let down. That, that, hey, you know what? I was really expecting big things from that year, but instead of being the best year, it was the biggest bust of a year that I've ever experienced. How about the disappointment of like kind of going, I prayed so hard and I've sowed so hard and I've believed so hard. I had so much distinct and distilled faith in this area, but it still hasn't come to pass. Disappointment is, is junk that somehow finds its place deep within our being. And it weighs us down and it holds us back. And I really feel this morning that unless we deal with some of the disappointment, it'll turn us into a discouraged individual who always sees the, the glass as, 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 as not only like kind of, you know, um, half full or half empty, but basically it's half empty and is disappearing more and more because of evaporation. Darn you, evaporation. And and you, you laugh, but there are some people who go through life like that. And it affects the way they deal with, with, with relationships. It affects the way they deal with marriage. It affects the way they deal with their family. It affects the way they carry themselves at work and, and around church. And, 
And it marks their life in the most negative way. And I really feel that this morning is an amazing opportunity to kind of climb up to that second floor balcony in your metaphoric house and just fling some of that disappointment off. Because it's time to move. I love the way um, the, the, the writer of Hebrews puts it in Hebrews chapter 12. He goes, okay, so let us now like kind of cast off everything that entangles us, everything that hinders us, everything that holds us back, all the weight, all the junk, all the stuff that you pick up along the journey that you don't really need to carry into the next season of your journey. Let's throw it all off and let's run this race that Jesus himself has marked out for us. I love this beautiful, it's not even a challenge, it's an invitation from the scriptures. That you don't need to live your life encumbered. You don't need to live your life cluttered. You don't need to live your life weighed down by all the rubbish that you pick up along the way, but you get to chuck it off that second floor store, that second floor balcony and move. Come on. So I was asking this question this morning. All right, how do you do that practically? How do you do that? And every time I ask a question about how you do something, I go to the Bible. Because the Bible isn't just like an archaic piece of literature about back in the day. The Bible is a living, breathing conversation that God wants to have with us. Come on, today. That's the reason I wake up in the morning. That's the reason I brew myself some coffee. That's the reason I turn my light on and turn some worship on and start reading my Bible. It's not because I have to. It's because I want to hear every single word that drips from the celestial lips of Jesus. And so I went to the Bible this morning. I was asking this question. All right, so I've got all this junk. I've got all of this excess weight, fear and, and condemnation and bitterness and offense and, and shame and, and disappointment and doubt and all of these things that I carry, carry around just because I've done life and just because stuff accumulates. I wonder how I, in the most practical and pastoral way, come on, Jesus, be my pastor. How do I actually climb a second floor, find the balcony and throw that off in the therapeutic manner that I know that I can. How do you do it? And I felt the Holy Spirit stir in my heart this scripture found in in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. It's a really well-known passage. If you've been around church for a while, you would have heard it before. If you're new to this whole church deal, I'm telling you now, this will bring a smile to your dial. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28, the Bible says, Jesus going to us. Hey, come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, (laughs) you're tired from carrying around stuff that you weren't designed to carry. You're walking around like kind of just weighed down with junk that you just pick up along the journey. Hey, hey, if you're burdened and you are like um, just just finding it really hard to, to, to make that move into that new place or that new space of blessing and favor that God has for you, you know what? Come to me. And I'll give you a rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love how Pastor Jesus rolls. (laughs) Pastor Jesus has this amazing capacity to speak exactly into where we are at. And he was looking at a bunch of people 2,000 years ago like he's looking at a bunch of people in this room right now. He's saying, hey, I see you. I see you carrying stuff. 
I see you with your offense. I see you with your bitterness. I see you with your shame. I see you with your fear. I see you with your insecurity. I see you with your disappointment. I see you with your doubt. I see you carrying all of these things. And you know what? I'm not going to get down on you. Because this is par for the course when you do life this side of eternity. We all just pick up junk along the way. So I'm not condemning you. I'm just inviting you. Come to me. You can go to a bunch of things trying to get rid of it. You can try to self-medicate. You can try to drink yourself into a stupor so you, th- so, you, so you forget it for a moment. You can try to run away to that party island and fill yourself up with drugs. But guess what? Eventually, you're going to come out of that stupor. Eventually, you have to return from that party island and that junk is still going to be there. So check it out. You can go wherever you want trying to deal with this junk, but the only way you're eventually going to deal with it, the only way you're going to leave it behind and move is you're going to have to come to me and I will deal with it. I will sort it out. But this is how I'm going to do it really practically. Take my yoke upon you. Woo, that's a little bit weird. So Jesus is saying, you got junk. You're carrying extra heavy weight. I don't want you to have it going forward. And the way you deal with it is by you you, take my weight upon you. Woo, what does that mean? Jesus is saying this. If you want to climb that second story Um, house, get to the balcony and therapeutically throw some of that junk off that balcony so that you can move on. It's not about just kind of, you know, um, trying to work out, you know, positive patterns in your life so that you can counteract all the negative stuff that's happened to you in the past. And it's not just about hanging around long enough and hoping that time just heals all. No, it's about a willing and purposeful, deliberate decision to put on something of Jesus that in doing so deals with the junk that we pick up along the way. He's saying, you know what? If you want to get unencumbered by some of the junk that is holding you back, encumber yourself with Christ. Or in other words, he's saying this. You want to deal with offense in your life? If you want to deal with kind of that bitterness that you hold against that individual, that family member, If you want to deal with that which you know you keep coming to as a stumbling block time and time again in your journey. Hey, you know what? Instead of carrying around that junk of offense, put on the yoke of forgiveness that comes through the Holy Spirit that is modeled by Jesus. Come on, that will actually help you deal with that excess weight that you can't carry into this next season. You will be amazed at how many times Jesus addresses the concept of forgiveness in the Gospels. One of the most commonly visited topics in Jesus' teaching is this whole topic of, you know what, let each other off the hook. Hey, how many times should we forgive Jesus? Seven times? Jesus says, you know what, I know you think you're being really smart with this whole seven thing because, you know, in Jewish teaching, seven means that you're a really, really holy and righteous kind of person. But I want to tell you this, I'm not here to compel you or to challenge you to forgive people in your own strength. No, I'm asking you to get into a flow with the Holy Spirit and He'll actually help you live a lifestyle of forgiveness. It's 77 times. Or in other words, it's going to continue to unfold and unfurl and flow out of your life. If you take my yoke of forgiveness upon you, you'll be able to live free. That person who haunts you in your sleep, they will haunt you no more. That individual that gets your heart rate, you know what? They won't get your heart racing anymore. Come on. That individual that makes your skin crawl and prevents you from stepping into some areas of your community. Hey, they won't make your skin crawl anymore. In fact, you're going to be compelled to love them as you put on this yoke of forgiveness that comes from the Spirit. 
in its place. Come on. That's how we most practically, Jesus as our pastor, helps us deal with the junk that we carry. He says, you know what? Don't be carrying around that yoke. Be putting on this yoke. That's how you deal with the yoke of shame. Come on, put on his yoke of grace. Sometimes I find people find it harder to forgive themselves than to forgive other people. I meet a lot of Christian people who have like kind of seen a lot of breakthrough and healing and, and letting people off the hook. And understanding that Jesus, when he teaches about forgiveness, he wasn't trying to basically let just someone who has transgressed or sinned off the hook. He's trying to let you off the hook. But I found a lot of people who kind of, they cross that bridge, but they find it hard to let themselves off the hook. Come on, it's time to let yourself off the hook. Two weeks ago at Easter, we celebrated a Savior who hung on a tree. You know why he hung on a tree? He hung on a tree so that you could get, so that you could get off it. He allowed himself to be nailed to that cross so that you could be released from your punishment. And it's time, come on, to put the yoke of his forgiveness over your life. You've you got to understand that when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see a failure. When Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see a fool. When Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see a bankruptee. He, when Jesus sees you, he doesn't see a divorcee. When Jesus sees you, he doesn't see someone with stained hands and a scarred soul and a marred mind. When Jesus sees someone, he sees someone that he paid the ultimate price to set free. And maybe you need to see yourself a little the way Jesus sees you. And if you really want to come on, throw that junk of shame behind. It's not about kind of counteracting all the bad stuff that you've done with good stuff. It's not about basically trying to rectify wrongs by living a charitable and good life. It's about first and foremost, come on, putting on that yoke of, that f- of forgiveness that comes from Jesus. And that's how we throw, come on, that junk of shame off that sec- second floor balcony. How do you throw off the weight of disappointment? Come on, we've got to throw off that weight of disappointment and put on the yoke of faith and expectation. Come on, put on the, put on the yoke of weight, that, that, that yoke of, of faith and expectation. See, we walk around, so many of us walk around like just disappointed and fearful and doubtful that anything good is ever going to happen. And, and, and you know what? It's absolutely reasonable for some people to do that because, you know what, life hasn't really turned out the way they thought it was going to turn out. But Jesus wants to say to you, you know what? It's time for you to move. And would you climb up to that second floor and find that balcony and just chuck it off? Because there's better stuff ahead for you. And the way you, you, you chuck off that, that, that junk that is, that is doubt and that is fear and that is disappointment is that you make a deliberate decision, come on, to yoke yourself, come on, to encumber yourself with his faith, come on, with, with, with his expectation. Knowing that, you know what, what, what la- laid behind? It wasn't the best. But somehow, God is the ultimate. I, 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 always, I always consider, you've got to pardon this illustration because it's a little bit um, incomplete. But I had a friend of mine uh, when I was at Bible college. And, um, and, and he had a, a, a beautiful set of parents, um, Spanish immigrants. Okay, and, um, and they had this amazing ability to buy... Um, uh, fruit and vegetable that, that fruit and vegetables that were being thrown out of a market, 
And so you come to my friend James's house and he always have these boxes of basically just rubbish fruit and rubbish vegetables all over. It was like if you've ever been to like the central market at the end of a day, like kind of all the scraps that are lying on the ground, I think Mrs. Ailing used to go up there and just like just collect it all because they didn't have a lot of money. But the food that she would create was like, you know, like James would, oh, want to come around and I kind of work on that assignment together. Yeah, I'll come around and work on that assignment. But it wasn't, it was just to go and eat, eat this amazing you know what? God has this amazing capacity to scrape up all of the junk and all of the things that you thought, you know, were, 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 were going to mark the, your, your demise and the end of your journey. Come on, He has this amazing ability to scrape all of the stuff that hurt you and broke you and let you down throughout your journey, scrape it all together and somehow produce something beautiful, something stunning out of it. That's the reason the Bible says, you know, hey, You've got to understand that He can work all things. He can turn all things. Come on, He can transform all things for your good. Now, He's not saying that all things are good, but He can turn, come on, all things for your good. And maybe someone here in this room who has their life marked by negativity, has their life marked by disappointment, has their their life marked by fear and doubt. Maybe someone here in this room this morning has to make a decision To actually, on top of that, put on the yoke of faith and expectation, knowing that God even right now is scraping together all of the things that you've been through. Your hurts, your disappointments, your letdowns, even the heartbreak. And somehow, come on, He's turning it for your good. I'm more convinced than ever. That as long as there's breath in my lungs and the sun still rises in the morning, God has got more and better for, my, for me and my family in store. I, I just believe that. I'm more convinced than ever that as great as any season is, even though it was better than the last, it won't be as good as the next. And I'm more convinced than ever that all of us have been invited into a journey where from season to season and from stage to stage, the loving God of this universe says to you, hey, you know know what? This was a good time. But you're coming into a season where it's time to move. And in every single season, as we get ready for our preparation, as we we prepare and get ready for our move, hey, you're going to find a little bit of junk that you picked up along the way. And for us to make our move, we've got to climb that second floor, open up that balcony door, and therapeutically chuck it off. Because you can't take that into the next season of your journey. And the way Jesus pastorally helps us deal with that isn't by saying, hey, you know what, have more self-will, or hey, you know what, work this out yourself, or hey, you know what, just hang around long enough and hope one morning you wake up and it's all gone. And he says, you know what, come to me. And I'm going to give you some stuff, come on, to put on you. And you think that I'm just adding weight, but no. As you add this to your journey, you'll live lightly and you'll live freely. Hey, in the light of that junk, which is offense, hey, put on my yoke of forgiveness. I've forgiven you. Would you forgive others? Hey, in the light of that junk of shame, Would you put on my yoke of grace? 
and my love for you. Because when I see you, I don't see what you think I see. I see someone who is healed, someone who's forgiven, someone who's set free. Come on, someone who's potential, someone who has their best days ahead. Come on, would you bring that junk of fear and doubt and disappointment, and would you put on top of that the yoke of faith and expectation? Because you got breath in your lungs and God on your side, and that defines every day. Come on, as a good day full of potential. And somehow he has swept up all of the junk, and he's working it together for our good. So we got to the end of our pack, all right? And... Um, and there were some times where it, it was sketchy. There were a few times I had to call up my buddies up there and, no, 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 I'm good. I'm just actually playing with it because I'm a little bit. <laughs> it's actually a little bit of a preaching trick. It's like kind of around the 23-minute like the mark where people start zoning out. You just start playing with an like inanimate object and people will just start looking, what's he doing there? And it just draws everyone in there. Look, it's my last time here for a while. I'm just giving away all the tricks. Um, uh, <laughs> so we got there and we didn't think we were going to get there we, we were there, there was a few times where um, my wife was like going we're not we're not going we're just let's not do this because this is it's just too hard too, the packing is too hard and uh, I was actually in Sydney last weekend and I was doing events on Saturday night Sunday uh, and then on the Tuesday okay and, uh, and on the Monday, my wife just called up and said, you're coming home now. And so I literally had to cancel stuff and just jump on a flight and come back because she was like, she was that close. Um, and, and, um, but it's amazing. This last week, we pushed hard. And, um, and uh, on Friday, we moved the last box out. We handed the keys over to the new tenants um, that we're renting our house to. And uh, we exhaled on Saturday. Um, at my parents' house as we get ready to fly out on Tuesday. And, um, and I just speak this prophetically over someone's life. You're, you're, you're coming to a time where you thought you weren't going to make it. You thought it was just going to be too hard. You thought you, it was just going to be easier just to give up and say, hey, you know what, let's just stay where we are. But you're going to keep on pushing. You're going to keep on yoking yourself with what Jesus has asked you to yoke yourself with in place of some of the junk that we carry around. And I just speak this prophetically. You're going to exhale. And you're going to say, hey, thank you, God. Thank you for helping me throw that weight of offense off the balcony. Man, it was cleansing. Man, it was therapeutic. Hey, at the end of the day, that person has hurt me, but I've hurt other people as well. No one is perfect in this whole deal. And, and somehow through this forgiveness process, not only have I let someone off a hook, but I feel like I've been let off the hook. And you're going to exhale and you're going to move into your new season. Come on, someone here is going to exhale as they've just thrown that weight of shame off the balcony and you're going to go, wow, that was therapeutic. I feel so light right now. For so many years, I've heard about how Jesus feels about me. I've heard about what God thinks about me. I've sung songs about amazing grace, but amazing grace has gone from a hymn we sing to actually Him and the way He responds to me. And you're going to exhale and kind of go, you know what, I'm ready. 
to move into my new season. Come on, I speak this out. You're going to exhale. As you've thrown that, that weight and that junk of disappointment and fear and doubt off that balcony. And in this place, you're going to be yoking yourself with a great sense of faith and expectation. Smiling broadly. Not knowing what lies around the corner. Just knowing that it's good. Because God set it up. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 